0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio
1: Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. (laughs) Fantasy Football Rewind.
2: Welcome to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are here absolutely getting it done. Coming up next, we got Dr. A, and we'll get over the injuries. Get you all the information. Paxton Lynch has been promoted to number two on the Broncos quarterback depth chart. Lynch will be active for the first time this season in week 11. He'll serve as the backup to Brock Osweiler with Trevor Simeon falling to third string status. The Broncos are now three and six and looking like a lost season. It makes sense. The Broncos will give Paxton Lynch a call before the season is over. Demarius Thomas was lins- limited in Wednesday's practice Um, Thursday, he got out there. He's practicing a little. But his news is that he's dealing with a knee injury and a hamstring injury. So we're going to watch this here. Going to watch this and see what's going on. Uh, Bill O'Brien said he expects Will Fuller to miss Week 11 against the Cardinals. Fuller hurt his ribs in Sunday's loss to the Rams and didn't practice Wednesday. I'm not sure if he cracked it or not, but I would say he would miss the game, says Bill O'Brien. Bruce Ellington Three thousand bucks on DraftKings, I think is a a good flyer for people this week. A good flyer, and of course, the place the fantasy football world is a buzz because Aaron Rodgers took simulated snaps at practice. Um, Rodgers took simulated snaps under center in the shotgun. He also getting some agility deals. It's the first time Rodgers has done any football activity since going on the IR. He is eligible to return Week fifteen and he is uh, hoping to get out there. And uh, Tony Sincotta actually picked him up in the league. I have Carson Wentz, and I was like, you know what? I'm not leaving him out there, and then I get in the playoffs, and I'm letting someone put Aaron Rodgers against me, especially when he was on my team to start the year. I ain't going to let him beat me in the playoffs. That would be the biggest kick in the ass of all time, and we can't have any ass-kicking of our own volition. Ezekiel Elliott is no longer appealing a six-game suspension. He'll be eligible to return against the Seahawks in week sixteen. Elliot could have brought the case back to Second City Court, Second Circuit Court, not Second City Court, that sounds like an department store. On December 1st to try to get his suspension reduced from six games to four, but in the end, Elliot and his lawyers decided to bite the bullet, serve the full six games. It's the best decision based on practical assessment of current legal landscape. Uh, you can read the joint statement released by Elliot's agents Rocky Akino and Frank Salonzo in the link below. A couple Italian guys representing Zeke. Maybe they can get, you know, Zeke into their remake of The Sopranos. Tony's dead, but someone else could take over the family, right? Somebody else could take over the family. And bring it all back. I used to... That used to was probably the last can't-miss TV show I watched. <laughs> Fantasy Football Rewind. Coming up next, Dr. A. Speaking of Italians, Dr. A.
3: Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app.
2: Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. You can go to rotoexpress.com, part of the in-season exclusive edge package. Uh, you get brilliant updates on every single player in the National Football League from the likes of our man, Dr. A, from insideinjuries.com. Here is Dr. A.
3: I wouldn't say we partied. We enjoyed some football. Some you know beer. What I'm some, yeah, yeah. some popcorn. Everything that comes with the... Uh, the experience of the NFL game day. Yeah, Matt and I, told, Matt and I, we talked to Doctor A Monday when you were in here. Yeah. And basically, Doctor A said you just ravaged his
4: box. And oh, took all stop <laughs> it! Like, <laughs> took all the food. He said you went to his hotel and took towels. No, I did not yeah. do that. <laughs> and just there was no food left in the box after you were done. I'm sure Doctor A didn't say that. Well, you can ask him right now. He joined the program. Doc, what's going on? Do we have Doctor A?
3: Doctor A is speechless.
0: He's filling the box up with food. I know.
3: I mean, like, hold on one second. I got to <laughs> replace everything
5: that Corey He's took. He's like cool, hurt nah. and butt. Doctor, tell Doctor Corey sure. does it at the restaurant too.
4: <laughs> What's going on, Doc?
6: I'm good. I'm good, guys. I'm ready to talk some injuries? Uh, we've got some, uh, you know, some chronic ones that we've got to talk about. Uh, names that continue to keep popping up, you know, uh, week after week. A lot of people want to know about, uh, you know, Devontae Freeman. I mean, Corey, you and I talked about that uh, at the game. You remember?
3: Yeah, no doubt. Doc, he doesn't uh, remember. He no, he I remember. Come on. I had something to do after
6: the game, so I, I, I was
3: um, sober. Were you concussed? No, I was not. I was good to go. He uh, was but, full. <laughs> but, Doc, you had mentioned that, you know, remember he had the one in training camp. If I'm not mistaken, he had one late, later in the – maybe it's in mid to part the late last season. So he's had something like three – and like maybe the past 12 to 14 months, do you think he should be on the injured reserve?
6: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I think it's gonna, time will tell, uh, you know, w- with these neurological type of injuries, especially concussions, you know, the healing sort of the recovery pattern is very, very different for di- different people. Um, one thing's for sure is that the likelihood of him having a fourth concussion is very, very high. Um, and that's why especially if he hasn't recovered from the third concussion yet. that's why um, you know we don't know what the timetable for Devonte Freeman's going to be, but uh, they won't know until he actually completely clears uh, concussion protocol and then actually has some time to go through some secondary testing uh, to make sure that he has really completely cleared him there's no secondary signs of, Other things associated with head injuries, you know, neurological symptoms, uh, you know, associated with uh, upper extremity or lower extremity, as well as memory. And, you know, they have to now go through all of that because of the multiple concussions he had. So I'm not going to say injured reserve yet. However, you know, it is a possibility. Um, You know, he's always been at high injury risk on our board even before the season started Um, and uh, it's playing sort of true unfortunately now I mean these things especially for running backs concussions are very very difficult to control because they are the ones that are getting hit most often when they have the ball
5: all right Uh, what about Philip Rivers Uh, like this guy never misses a game doc Uh, but we can't assume anything when he's going through the concussion protocol even though he was at practice yesterday
6: yeah, I mean, this was something that was – a no one really actually saw the play. It was on, I think, a tackle on the, in the first quarter. Um, didn't really hit the ground hard. Um, you know, one of these things is uh, it could be a very, very mild concussion, likely pass uh, protocol. Easily he's on his road to recovery in a week. Uh, I, I think um, he is going to clear. Uh, it's a grade one right now, but it's probably going to improve and completely be better. He's at elevated injury risk at this moment, but he's going to be projected to be back up into close to peak health uh, and again at low injury risk uh, to start the game most likely. So I wouldn't. I think this is an extremely mild concussion. He's never had a concussion before, which is incredible for a quarterback for as many seasons as he's played, and he's not missed a game in his last 12 season, which is you know he's sort of like an Iron Man when it comes to injuries, uh, you know. So uh, you know, I fully expect him to be back on the field, very close to low injury risk and peak health.
0: Hey, Doc, how's it going this morning? Let's head over to Baltimore. Danny Woodhead, is he returning this week in the long-awaited Danny Woodhead return?
6: So, um, I don't know if he's going to return this week, but I do know that he shouldn't. Um, you know, he, uh, he he had a grade four hamstring injury which normally takes a 30 week recovery, but he improved significantly from a four to a two in this time periods, and that was about two to three weeks ago. So the grade two hamstring is a five week, uh, you know, optimal recovery time, and that happened about two to three weeks ago. See, he is about two weeks away, so I definitely think he should come back in about <clears throat> maybe week 13, possibly week 12, but definitely week 13. If he comes back this week, I think he's he's coming back a little bit too soon. So, you know, if he, if he does come and, and fantasy owners decide to start him, I would have some wide receiver, you know, ready to go, um, especially right before the game if he's declared inactive.
4: Talking to Dr. A, inside injuries. And we mentioned this, of course, on Monday uh, with you, Matt and I did. But when it came to Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams, I recommended to everybody listening and watching that, hey, I'm picking up Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery has his rib injury, and you talked about well, on Monday with Matt and I, uh, about, listen, he may not even crack anymore, ribs and maybe cartilage issues inside, inside the chest, and that's even more painful. So Mike McCarthy, the head coach of Green Bay, then comes out and is like, we think Ty Montgomery may play as soon as this Sunday. Is this a pain tolerance issue with Ty Montgomery? What is the latest there?
6: Yeah, see, there's a big difference between playing and then playing effectively, and so, you know, he could definitely play. I mean, he could play in the last game, except the problem is, is that, you know, if he does have pain and it flares up in game, it's incredibly difficult to control that pain uh, <clears throat> with costochondritis and inflammation of the cartilage. And, you know, a guy who's had multiple rib fractures previously, it's uh, it's very, very difficult to play. So You can see, you can start the game, you can play the game, but you may play four snaps and that's it. And, you know, that's not anything good for the team or good for fantasy owners. And so, you know, very, very, you know, negative, unfortunately, uh, on Ty Montgomery. If he does play in this game, I don't think he'll be as effective uh, unless he's extremely lucky of not getting hit in the exact spot, you know, on his chest, but obviously that is something that is not going to happen. I think he is a significantly high risk right now. He's at elevated at injury risk at 24 percent and he's below average at this current time. His previous uh, metrics were elevated injury risk and above average. But this time, I think he'll stay below average and an in elevated injury risk at 24%. So, you know, I don't think he'll be as effective uh, and perform that well in the game. Because of that, you're right. It's that pain threshold is very difficult to control in-game.
3: Doc, let me hop in right here. I want to talk to you. I was telling uh, Greg and, and uh, before the break that um, I think that Jordan Reed might retire after this season. You look at the multiple concussions, the staying banged up with the back, you got the hamstring. He's more than likely going to need uh, foot surgery in the off season. This guy is beat up, Dr. A.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about him, and we've pretty much talked about him every week for the last two years. And, <laughs> um, you know, uh, um, but seriously, no, I mean, yeah. this is how injured he is. It's amazing. I, I, I don't know. How he can continue to come back and uh, maintain any type of effectiveness, unfortunately. You know, he was high injury risk before the season started. He was one of these target guys where, you know, we knew that he was going to have multiple injuries. And even if you played through these injuries, again, it's really the effectiveness, you know. You know, for fantasy owners, like I said, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if he starts in the game and is not effective or if he doesn't play in the game and he's on your roster because they're not generating points for fantasy owners and so high injury risk 33% he's below average at 54% this hamstring injury is grade 2 right now he still needs 3 more weeks to recover so if he does play anytime sooner you know again i don't know if you can get into a higher injury risk than 33% there is no other category it'll stay it'll remain high injury risk
5: what about Des Bryant, Doc? Uh, you know, seems like you know they continue to hold him out of practice early and midweek?
6: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Corey and I talked about this at the game on Sunday where we were watching Des, and uh, he was not in a lot of snaps. I mean, this uh, it's a you can start off that he started off the game with a bang because in the beginning, you know, uh, it's very, very uh, uh, sort of, you know, you don't really feel the impact of this grade two ankle sprain, but then as the game went on, you could see he was just not in a lot of snaps and then he was coming back. He, um, you know, um, you know, and then he was not that effective. I believe he just had three receptions and 39 yards. And, you know, again, this is the problem with ankle injuries and wide receivers gotta get them to heal because you could play really well in the first quarter and then second quarter and the second half, It starts to go downhill and so he's at high injury risk right now at 26 percent he was high injury risk before the game last game and he was before the season started on our book so um he needs two weeks um he was at a two now he's at a one he's improving at least he still needs two weeks if he comes back in two weeks he'll move into the above average category and that's when you could he could probably do a lot more for fantasy owners
0: hey doc let's end it on a high note some positivity here Zach Ertz, uh, he's going to be good to go this weekend?
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, he was a grade three. Now he uh, was then a grade two, now a grade one. So he's improving nicely. Um, You know, he's at elevated right now, but right on the border of low injury risk. So by game time, we're projecting him to be at low injury risk. And he's above average, but, you know, very, very – he'll be very, very close to peak health. You know, very, very good news that he has uh, rested and then he's practicing – this week and they've been limiting him so that's a really good sign so we expect him to be at low injury risk uh, at game time
4: there you go dr a inside injuries we hear from each and every week the next time you can hear from him on our airwaves line up lock live on sunday morning you are not going to want to miss what doc has to say as we go up to game time uh, he's the best we appreciate the time as always doctor thank you so much all right guys have a good day we appreciate it all right there you go gentlemen When we come back, we're going to...
2: That was Dr. A right there on the Fantasy Sports uh, Fantasy Football Rewind. Getting all fired up, getting them injuries out. Dr. A, stay tuned for more from Fantasy Football Rewind.
3: The Fantasy Sports Radio Network Your free fantasy source 24 hours a day
2: Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Ciccato. We are here at 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. Aaron Rodgers, this is a guy I picked up off the waiver wire. Uh, I don't want this guy beating me. Should you pick up Aaron Rodgers? That's a question. Do we have the answer? Here are the Roto Experts in the morning.
4: Fantasy Executive Corey Parson. That's right. That's the king! Scott Angle. This is Wall Street, Matt Moe. Go. I am Greg Sossman, and we got to dive into something that I wasn't sure we would get into quite yet, and that is Aaron Rodgers. A report came out yesterday, Roto World kind of threw it out there, so everybody in the fantasy world is talking about it, that he was taking snaps from a trainer yesterday, and he was taking snaps both out of center and from the shotgun. He wasn't doing anything with said snaps, but he was taking snack. Snake,
3: they were being taken.
4: Yes. And ultimately, the only thing that did was to remind people, huh, Aaron Rodgers. That's right. Aaron Rodgers is eligible to come off injured reserve week 15 and be available for you the last two weeks of the fantasy football season. Now, of course, we see this with David Johnson, if the Packers are out of it, I don't know that... They bring Aaron Rodgers back so quick. They don't rush him off the IR because I don't know that he'll be 1,000% healthy. Last time he came back with this injury, he wasn't. He came back too early to try to get him in the playoffs. That might be the situation again. I'm not sure. We can figure that out a little bit later on. But if you're a fantasy football player, you may have to make a decision right now. So I ask you this. Scott Angle: do you right now, and we've talked about this with Greg Olson, we've talked about this with Corey Coleman, we've talked about this with David Johnson, do you right now
5: go out and pick up Aaron Rodgers. I think if you're eight and two and you're seven and three, you do it. And it especially depends on your quarterback situation. Uh, you know, if you have somebody that's been disappointing, if you have say Drew Brees and that's turned into a running team, uh, and you want to bet a better quarterback for say week 15, and the rest of your team is very strong, go ahead and do it. You know, I did it in one league, and I'm strongly considering it in two other leagues. So. I think you go out and do it because comes back. It's like it's Aaron Rodgers. It's, it, he'll give you a better chance to win than, say, than say Drew Brees.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Like Scott said, it depends on where you are in the standings and stuff. Uh, me and NFFC Hall of Famer Chris Vaccaro last night, we put a $12 bid. It was There was no backup bids. And this was a team that we had Deshaun Watson on. Sure. We lost him. We pretty much got, like, Roethlisberger. Um... Cutler and like Manning as our quarterback, or, or Dalton. We've kind of got like a three-headed monster we're using right now.
4: So we drop Cutler, and hated him. so it's interesting. You can't get Rogers back to Week 15, and it really goes back to the Ezekiel Elliott conversation as well. If you need a roster spot to make the playoffs to get in there, I don't think you can waste it on Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I don't think you can. But it is different, as Scott said, when you're eight and one, and you're mm-hmm. nine and one, or eight and two. You know, it's, I have a league where it. I
3: picked up Aaron Rodgers about two weeks ago. And it's a league that plays out. The playoffs are not head-to-head playoffs. They play out in, in the shootout style. Okay. The team should be in the shootout. And if I get the Aaron Rodgers for 14, 15, and 16. Not 14, only 15 and 16. If I get Aaron Rodgers for 15 and 16, and I'm talking about we're playing total points down the stretch, oh, hell yeah. With six points per quarterback touchdown, yeah, I'm doing yeah, that.
5: Yeah, even even the four, you got to consider. because yes, no doubt. He, here's some context to consider, too. If you could win your first playoff game, then you might have Aaron Rodgers for the next two.
0: I just The thing I always think about is, so you have a six-man bench. Are there all six men on your bench that are uncuttable? Right. And I, I always think that there's always a guy or two you can drop.
4: But, again, it really does depend on your league. It depends where you are in the standings. I think the same conversation held true for Elliott, right? It does
0: depend where you are in the standings and stuff. But if you have a starting lineup that you're pretty much going to consistently roll out or the majority, maybe there's one or two guys you to change each week. And you got six guys there. I look, I understand you want to have depth and stuff, but you
4: gotta have some upside plays there as well. So what you're saying, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, you're saying if Aaron Rogers is out there, you go out and get him. I would. I I, I I pretty much would if
0: I have any shot at making the playoffs you go out and get if him. he could possibly win me a championship. I want elite players week 15, 16. You hear Hall of Famers or excellent high state guys like uh, Glenn Lowy. He's always – he made a statement on old-school fantasy. I'm always thinking weeks 14, 15, 16. And honestly, if you want to be a winner, that's what you have to do.
5: And he, here's the other thing. And, you know, Corey talks about a lot like playing keep away from your opponents. Like in one league, I have Russell Wilson. I don't need Rodgers, but I can make a deep playoff run with that team. I stash Rogers so somebody else doesn't have him in the playoffs. And then I have another league where I'm 8-2, and, and I can't decide who to cut for Rogers because I'm playing a guy who's, like, in second and right on me this week. So I am examining his team. And I have all the running backs that he, he lost to Freeman, and he has nobody else. I have Jamal Williams. I have Kenny Drake. I have Pirine all on my bench. If I cut any one of them, he's going to go out and pick them up. So I was talking with Matt, Matt about this before the show. Rogers is still out there. I'm probably going to swoop in on Saturday or maybe even 12:55 on Sunday and probably cut one of those guys and pick up Rogers.
0: Yeah, you know, just to piggyback off of Scott's point, is that like Jamal Williams? Am I like super excited? But I don't think he's going. I, I think Montgomery. If, if if he doesn't play this week, we'll be back next week. But if you like, say, if you need to win this week and you need that running back, absolutely. Or if you can afford to pick him up to say block people that's another way of going about it
3: yep this is smart there's different ways you can play with aaron Rodgers down the stretch especially you know and you want to get all of this stuff done before the end of the season this is a good time to go ahead and 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 study um your roster see what kind of real estate you have and put the best possible team out there as we go past thanksgiving and into the stretch run so if you got the roster real estate for aaron Rodgers, i would i would make a play
4: all right so let's say that the team that uh, let's say a few waiver runs have happened. It's not first come, first serve. We got another waiver run coming, you know, tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night, whatever it is. And Aaron Rodgers is still out there.
3: How much money are you dropping on this? Oh, I'm I'm going I'm not I'm not gonna empty the clip. I'm yeah, dropping no, no. I'm gonna try to get him, but I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna make sure that other stuff is good too. You know that and rest of the team is good too.
0: Say there's thirty three dollars left in my budget. Yeah, like seven dollars on him.
3: Okay.
4: Okay. I don't think people are going to be paying top dollar for him right, right now. I don't so. uh, listen. I'm going to be honest with you. He went. He got picked up on one of my leads yesterday, and I was like, "What do you do? You, you're just a roto world." Uh, I'm going mean, to say something I couldn't. Uh, you're a roto world whore, is what it is. And, and ultimately, you take the roto world as go-
5: as gospel, and it's just like, "Oh, they said it. I got to go pick him up," and I'm just like. Yeah, here. well, what I do is what Roto World will, will have a link back to the the newspaper, right? And I will go and read that article. You know that that's what I'll do. Now Rogers right now is only owned in thirty five point four percent of ESPN leagues. Okay, he's out there in sixty five percent. So there's a lot of people who are like maybe they're inactive and they just haven't cut them, or if there's a lot of people not consciously thinking of this. I listen. I agree. I never. It, the reason I brought it up today,
4: and the reason I'm, I'm bringing, it, we're doing it on YouTube and, and letting people watch, is because I who do this every
3: day, I didn't think about Aaron Rodgers. And you, my, my best friend Corey Parson, did it two weeks ago. He was like, "Oh, Greg." Oh, I'm sorry I didn't mention it to you. I thought I brought it. I might. Well, I might have brought it up on the friends. that Yeah, I have Aaron Rodgers on the team with my other quarterback is Matt Stafford. I picked him up two weeks ago, mainly for the stretch run. Because, like you said, if you could put Aaron Rodgers in your lineup week 15 Changes and 16, right, it does. It really does change everything. Now,
4: Matt, you brought up
3: a point before. Listen, you're always thinking of weeks, much this like is Glenn 20 Lowe. 20 roster spots on this league, though.
4: Much like Glenn Lowe, you're always thinking about weeks 14, 15, and 16. If you have a player that potentially could help you and be a game-breaker there, you're doing it. That's why you're not cutting Ezekiel Elliott. That's why you're picking up Aaron Rodgers. And then I come back to this other name. I'm not, you know, let's face out Scott here. But... David Johnson is the same type of thing. Are you thinking of David Johnson also? I, I have him
0: in one league still on my bench. And until I get the final word from him and hearing that he's not coming back, I wanna wait, I'm want to wait. i going to wait another week. I mean, if I had to drop him for somebody, uh, I would. If it was somebody I thought could help my roster or possibly block my opponent this week, then okay. But otherwise, why not hold him until you hear the official word? He's been saying he wants to play. The official word came from Scott Engel six weeks ago. Yes,
5: I gave you the official word. Cut him.
4: <laughs> He's still on my roster. But, it's, but that's the same type of tried thing. tried to help him. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: I mean, I, I, I don't see it. It's like, you know, the, if there was somebody out there that I needed to cut him for that I felt could be a difference maker on my team, and I, I could say yes. But otherwise, what if he does come back for the last three games? and he wants to play and he wa- he says you know what my wrist is good I want to be out there I want to I want to go into next season feel I don't know. a lot of players do want this they, they pay they pay him to play yeah they play yeah. So- yeah, exactly he gets paid to play he loves to play and he wants to have that mental thing going into the off season that you know what I'm good I'm good to go he got hurt in the what week 17 of last year he got hurt week 1 this year I'm kind of thinking the guy wants if he can wants to get on the field and play some football. I, I agree. Think, I think
5: it's different to want and then to be cleared and actually, you know, your body's healed enough to play.
3: The Yes. Uh, it's off topic. Well wait
4: well, oh, we're on the YouTube, YouTube segment here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why does
5: why does Corey insist on going off topic? Yes. Well <laughs> well.
4: Last question when it comes to this. If you believe that Aaron Rodgers can help you in week fifteen and sixteen, that's why you're holding on to them. There's the same whole true Corey for a guy like Jordy Nelson who I down, I pumped my you know fist on this table and said you can drop Jordy Nelson if you need the spot this week. But if Aaron Rodgers can back in week fifteen and sixteen, that means Jordan can help me in week fifteen and sixteen.
3: Then go back and pick him up. Right now he could be a uh, you know, a dead spot on your roster. I try to make a trade for him this morning,
2: though. There you go.
3: Alright, we'll take a break. Appreciate you watching, subscribe to the channel. We'll be back a little bit
4: later on. Thank you so much. We we'll
2: you're listening to the Fantasy Football Rewind. That was the guy's take from the Roto Experts in the Morning, which you can hear at 6 and 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Aaron Rodgers. Take a quick break. be back with more after this. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. It came up in the last segment about looking ahead to playoff matchups. And we've got Dane Martinez from Fantasy Freestyle. And what do you think about looking ahead to playoff matchups?
7: In the playoffs, it becomes a little bit more like DFS rather than season long. And I say that to mean the matchup can become a dominant consideration. You know, you just need to get your best guy for just that week. For example, let's say you have two quarterbacks, right? And you got Russell Wilson as one of them. Well, they've got the cat scratch fever week 14, the first playoff week. I love Russell Wilson. He's a top-five quarterback. If at any point this season you were like, should I drop Russell Wilson? Should I bench Russell Wilson? Should I trade Russell Wilson? I'm like, no, ride Russell Wilson. In the playoffs, it becomes a little bit different. Let's say you have two quarterbacks on your roster, and you have Russell Wilson— And you also have Jared Goff. You need to start operating as though Jared Goff is your starting quarterback. Jared Goff, in fact, faces the Houston Texans week 14. I like that matchup a lot better than Russell Wilson potentially getting shut down when you need him in the playoffs. You need to start to consider the matchups a lot more than the player because it is win or go home and it's a one-week situation, very much like DFS. To be quite honest, when I originally wrote this article for Sports, grid big time plug for my man the king scott angle over there hooking him up over there at sports grid i said the same thing about tyrod taylor the bills have the indianapolis colts in that first playoff week i would have thought him would have been a great matchup until we heard the news today but that's point number two point number one is go get the handcuffs point number two is matchup over just the player as it usually is in season long my third point and by the way in matchups Playoffs generally are weeks 14, 15, and 16. You know what two teams play each other twice in that three-week span in weeks 14 and 16? Two teams where both of those games would be indoors in a dome Both of those games where I believe the over-under on the game will be over 50, the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons play each other twice in those three weeks. So when people are talking about, oh, Matt Ryan is, uh, you know, fading, I like his playoff matchups, all right? I just got to tell you. Here's my third point. Defense can actually win you championships. You know how they say defense wins championships? Well, defenses can win you fantasy championships as well. And here's the best part. Remember I told you you could cast aside your second tight end, your fifth wide receiver, your fifth running back right now? You can start to look at good defensive players playoff matchups and get those guys, those teams on your roster. A lot of times if you look at the matchup, you can find a mid-level kind of defense that no one is going to own throughout the season. But if they have a great matchup in week 14 and you need them, go right ahead and get them. For example, I, in my own home league, I have the Baltimore Ravens defense. The Baltimore Ravens defense is number two in the rankings right now in fantasy so far this season. They've helped me to a likely playoff-bound record of 7-3, and right? I'm starting to look, though, because the Baltimore Ravens, they have, like, Detroit and Pittsburgh in two straight playoff weeks. Those are not offenses I want to fade with my playoff season on the line. So try these guys on for size. In week Fourteen. First of all, in week thirteen, if you need a one or win or go home kind of thing, listen, the Chargers are home against the Cleveland Browns. They get pressure on the quarterback. I don't care who the quarterback will be. That's an interesting one. But in Week 14, check these out. These are defenses you probably wouldn't have, but because of the circumstance, I think they're viable. Think about the Patriots. They're home against the Dolphins going up north in December with who knows if it's Jay Cutler or Matt Moore by then. What about the Titans at home? They seem to be a bad defense, but they welcome the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe they'll have some tape on Blaine Gabbert by then. But my favorite one, the Bills. We're talking about these Bills. They are home for the Indianapolis Colts, a team coming out of the Dome. I think that's a very interesting Week 14 defense. And Week 15, how about the Lions at home against the Bears? How about the Titans playing the 49ers? You think I might want to take the under on that game? Pick a side, any side. Or my pick would be the New Orleans Saints. If they are unowned, they are home in the Dome in a game they'll need to win against the New York Jets, who will probably be looking at their tea time by then, or maybe even playing the kids. That's another consideration. Maybe teams that haven't been good all year, but also what about teams that might be like running out some of their kids at this point in the season? And if you need a defense week 16, the Browns are playing the Bears, pick a side. The Giants are playing the Cardinals, Pick aside, but my pick, the Chiefs are at home against the Miami Dolphins. Those are some defenses you can look, and I actually think at this point, if you're locked in and you got the spots to burn, grab two defenses, grab three plot out all weeks. The same way you would plot out like a knockout or a survivor pool, you could do that with defenses right now. Plot out your defenses, look at the matchup more than the skill of the players at some point, and start to grab those handcuffs. Alright, a hey, Bavona, we got a late game of inches nominee. Check this out. My boy on Twitter, Yo G, he won by point forty eight, less than half a point, right, and he was facing Cam Newton who put up a huge game, so he sweated it out at the end and said that was his hashtag game of inches, the last like kneel downs at the end for Cam. And I thought it was okay, but then he sent me his matchup. And check this out, Bavona. His opponent started Michael Crabtree who was on a bye, and his opponent also started DD Westbrook who wasn't activated off the pup list just yet. I think this should disqualify his entry because he should have actually lost. I think it is poor form if, if uh, any team in your league is starting people with the bye or inattentive like that, have guys on the pup list still on. They shouldn't be invited back to the league so I think I disqualify this young G because he should have actually lost in my opinion. I still like reading hammer as our uh, hashtag game of inches what do you think yeah i gotta go with you on this one uh, the fact that the this guy only the, the guy only won because of of the buy that's of, all i'm gonna say of mismanagement right there. Yeah. of his opponent yeah exactly and you know something i agree with you that other person though should be kicked out of the league i hate when people do not fix their lineups that they're not paying attention like i know we all get busy but come on man you know this is fantasy football season, you know you're going to have to at least just put somebody in. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, it's If I'm a commissioner, that position would not be invited. And it creates imbalance in the schedule. You know, like, it's almost like giving a team a bye. You know, because what that manager is going to manage other weeks, you know, and everyone else is going to have to sweat it out for real. And you got lucky and got a W. But I digress. Check it out. What we're going to do, we're getting to my favorite part of the day. It's when I open up the phones and talk to my stats over Beat Cypher. The phones are open right now the number to call is 844-843-6879 we're going to kick it off today in the cipher with my guy trey in memphis trey you're on the fantasy freestyle dropping stats over beats how can i help you get a w in week 11
2: what's going on
7: how you feeling man
3: oh uh, i'm good, I'm good hey i got a question i lost t-mobile you know they benched them yeah um i'm thinking yeah, man. I, I was gonna try to ride him to the playoffs, man. And know, uh, but I'm seventy three though, so I'm looking pretty good. So I'm but I got Matt Stafford. So I'm thinking to pick up uh Philly Rivers. He's on the waiver wire. And well, what do you think about him or Case Keenum? And also, uh I had Charles Clay so by me losing Tyrod, you know, one of his go to uh yeah. targets. What do you think about like uh Austin Hooper or uh Jack Doyle, or somebody like that out there. Of, uh, the
7: of, but, yeah. I think. Listen, I do think this impacts Charles Clay a lot. We want to see what Peterman does with Clay. I definitely hear you. I would be okay with Jack Doyle. I think you mentioned. I have. I like Doyle over Austin Hooper. And yeah, I would do that over Clay because you got to wait and see on all the Bills. I think Lashawn McCoy is the only Buffalo Bill I would feel comfortable starting in fantasy unless I see it moving forward. But at least for Week 11, he'd be the only guy I feel comfortable. With As it relates to your quarterback position, man, I feel for you because I like T-Mobile a lot. I thought he was going to be good rest of the season, especially with that rushing potential. You said, though, you have Matthew Stafford. All right, Trey, and Matthew Stafford, I think, is a great option to have. I think Matthew Stafford is a guy you can start every week. You did, however, mention that Phillip Rivers was on the waiver wire. I would go ahead and go ahead and pick up Phillip Rivers, not to start in place of Stafford, but you need that kind of backup just in case. God forbid, uh, you know, Stafford goes down or gets hurt, something like that. So because of those reasons, yes, I would pick up Phillip Rivers, but I would start Matthew Stafford, and yes, I'm worried about Charles Clay, but it sounds like Jack Doyle is available to you, so I would do that. I would do that over Austin Hooper. All right, here's what we're going to do, guys. we got to take a quick break, all right? got to pay some bills here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, but first, got to tell you, as always, about DKMS. We are helping to fight against blood cancer. Go to DailyRoto.com slash DKMS. We're doing free DFS contests every week of the football season. If you win one of those, you get into the finals, week 17. You win that, you get tickets for two up to uh, Minnesota for the big game where Justin Timberlake is doing the halftime show. I kind of think Janet Jackson will be there as well. We shall see. But the big part is you learn a lot more about how you can help the fight against blood cancer. You could register to be a bone marrow donor or a blood donor. This way, even if you lose at DFS, you are still a winner in life. All right, the phone lines are open, 844 36879. I see you
2: that's our man Dane Martinez. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind right here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You can catch myself and Dane Martinez on the Lineup Luck Show. Brought to you by 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yabba Dubba Doo. Yabba Dubba Do. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Rewind. gonna take a look at the BFFs. I heard my man, Mike Florio, went on a little rant this morning. Let's hear what Mike Florio had to say. As we uh, go to the Fantasy BFFs.
4: Steam coming out of your ears. Yes. And steam. I wanted to give you the opportunity uh, to rant to the
8: people about what you're so angry about. I feel like I'm going to let you down, Greggy, because I'm not, like, I'm still very well, mad. Not, you should look directly at the camera. The right move, on, the move to me to go away from Tyrod Taylor makes no sense. I think the timing is terrible. He's had multiple games this year. Jordan Matthews hasn't been healthy all year. Charles Clay missed a month. So there were games where his top guys were Zay Jones, Nick O'Leary, weapons like that. So I don't think he really had enough weapons around him to give him an adequate chance. Plus, they didn't they, they want to make him a pocket passer, which isn't his skill set. And despite all of that, the bills are currently the sixth seed. So to lose a game where you give up six rushing touchdowns and then pull your quarterback midweek after, to me it seems like they were just looking for the first opportunity to pull him. And I get it. Peterman has upside. He fits what they say is their offensive scheme better. I've read a lot of good stuff about him, but to me, the timing just doesn't make sense. Like, you don't pull your starting quarterback for the last couple years, a guy who's put you in a position, this position that you are in to succeed, in my opinion, you don't pull him and put in a rookie who's never played a snap in the NFL and say, all right, kid, now you take us to the playoffs. But hey, maybe if, if Peterman is as good as they say he is, as people believe he can be, maybe I'm just wrong on this one. But I think to me, it w- it's a very
1: questionable decision.
8: EYU, the other Bills fan on the program, I'll give you the same
4: opportunity to rant if you'd like.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not wearing a Bills hat out of protest. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting, sitting in a chair. I always sit in a chair. But yeah, I don't, I, don't fully, I don't fully understand it either. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's happened this year that I don't understand from the coaching staff and the ownership. Um, they just keep taking away their best players at each position. They got rid of one of their best D tackles. They traded away their best cornerback. They traded away their best receiver. And now they're going to bench arguably the most talented football player on the team other than LaShawn McCoy. So it's very confusing to me. Um, I guess Peterman is the unknown. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I own Tyrod Taylor in a couple places. Um, He's my only quarterback left. I sent you guys a thing in in a full IDP Dynasty League. Where uh, I inherited a team that is an absolute disaster. I've lost everybody, uh, including David Johnson. So, yeah, the Bills thing yeah, is a shock to me, really. I mean, it was really one bad game. Tyrod is, is I think, a talented guy. But Frank and know, it out.
2: There you have it. The guys getting upset about Nathan Peterman. I don't know. What the hell? Uh, I'm not... Tyrod is a better fantasy player than he is a quarterback. So, I don't know. I don't understand why they're getting so crazy about it. So hold on here. We'll uh, talk to more about the fantasy sports radio network. It's Tony Cicada. We'll be back with second hour after this.